Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We've got our review for Avengers Endgame cooking. It's in the bag, but we thought we would squeeze out a movie show right before our Endgame episode just to keep you up to date. A lean show, but some important things to discuss that need addressing now. I think the main push was some of the cool trailers that um, have been released. Apparently, though, there's also some Rugrats news that I saw we have, but I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that, but first, let's start with trailer talk. Gemini Man. Two Will Smiths. Uh, two, yeah, one one looking pretty young and youthful. Bits. What do you think to how he looks? Because he does look young. It's like watching Will Smith from The Fresh Prince. I guess, yeah. It's. I mean, the MCU have been doing this for a while and they seem to have got it done pretty good. So the technology's there to de-age somebody. It, it is CGI, right? Like it, it's it not is, like yeah. they've shaved him and just put makeup on him. It's. I don't... I mean, he seems to be like... The two leads in the movie are Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, but they've manipulated the look of him in some way. It might, like, digitally, I mean. This year we've got Captain Marvel, and that had a young Nick Fury, so Sam Jackson, yeah. looking young, and that's the longest we've had an MCU character looking young on screen. But this Gemini movie looks to have Even a young longer. Will Smith possibly throughout the whole thing, or at least more than half the movie, at least. I mean, I think the coolest part about this movie was that... Forever Young Youth Group song cover that was that was playing. I, I don't know if you noticed it, but it was like, oh, it's kind of creepy, kind of, you know, the sci-fi bit of action there. Nothing really jumps out at me except for the fact that there are two Will Smiths and there's something interesting there going it, on. It does look fun, and having Will Smith in a movie does still carry weight for me. So I am, I am interested, but not just Will Smith. We have Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, Benedict Wong, oh, and Will Smith. Oh, I the, see two, the two wills. <laughs> yeah, and this is directed by Ang Lee. See, that doesn't... Like, you know, the guy who made the Hulk movie, <laughs> Eric Banner. Yeah, the one where he jumps a lot. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Also jump a lot. Life of Pi. Is there much jumping in that? Or is it just mainly sailing? I mean, the tiger jumps every now and then. And you've already mentioned the jumping in this trailer. <laughs> Gemini Man. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, like, it, it, it'd probably be one I'd wait for... Home release, I'd really? say, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't rush. Okay, that's Unless, interesting. If I see another trailer... See, this is where I'm like, I've watched one trailer, I'm not completely sold. If a second one comes on, I will check that trailer out and then maybe they can sell it to me then. And I always try and plan trailer talk with the big trailer first. Failed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you're more interested in Murder Mystery. That is, of course, the Adam Sandler... And Jennifer Aniston movie, the one where they reunite this time as a couple. Maybe this is the big trailer. Maybe this is it. Um, so they were previously in, is it Just Go With It? And Blended. That's the other one where they've got blended families. And they go no, on that's holiday. that's true. Barrymore in Blended. That is true. Okay. But Just Go With It was, was Jennifer <laughs> Just Aniston. Go With It. I'm pretty sure this is their third time working together. They're doing on. I think they did, but I'm completely blanking. And let's... This one, though, <laughs> it stars Sandler and Addison as a married couple who, while on a long-promised European vacation, find themselves the prime suspects in the murder of an elderly billionaire. Now, this is a Netflix film, and you guys know how we feel about some of them. Can be hit and miss. You seem to enjoy them a lot more than I do. But I'm a big but... Adam Sandler fan. Yeah, I'll... I'll... I'll eat his movies up. Whatever. Like, it's all good. Um, this one looks pretty enjoyable. 
What I'll say about this one, compared to all the other Netflix Adam Sandler movies, this one looks theatrical. It looks like it could be on the big screen. The other ones, Ridiculous 6, mm. all of them don't look You're right. like this big one, movies. This one has the flavour, I guess, of him from the 90s, even early 2000s, as far as I'll go. It kind of fits into that sort of mould, just sort of uh, a larger-than-life sort of story, adventure, bit of goofiness. I think I can see this one working. I'm not going to lie. I was laughing during the trailer. <laughs> it is a funny trailer. There was some funny Especially, you know, the bit where the guy removes the sword and then puts it back. <laughs> it's not me laughing. You know, there's... Uh, what there's did he say? It's like a, a, like a six-foot sword or yeah, something? It's, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, you I know, wouldn't, I wouldn't, and he pulls it out anyway. He's like, I'll put it back. Yeah, it looks... Um, I like how he's like... Looks good. He's not very good at aim or whatever, so he's shooting that guy, and it's like, you have to hit him. I was like, oh, there were warning shots, and the guy's like running off. And Luke Evans, he's in this as well. Okay. <laughs> you know Luke Evans? I do. Dracula Untold or yeah. Undead or Undiscovered. That movie that was supposed to start the Universal Monsters. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Evans. <laughs> he was also in some of the Fast and Furious movies. On the release date for that, by the way, for Murder Mystery, June 14th. This year? Very soon. Okay, no, that's yeah, that's about a month away. Yeah, so expect a full review of Murder Mystery. We've got a new trailer for Child's Play. Chucky returns, sinister. We get a little bit of dialogue. Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky at the end of the trailer. Now the Mark Hamill voice, like you mentioned when we first heard about this happening, yeah, it's cool. I'm on board because of that, and I'm the same, but. Him taking over technology and controlling yeah, things that's, that way. That's the uh, not too keen on that idea. Concern there. Look, it, the the trailer looks like it's gonna, or well, the movie looks like it's gonna give us a lot of like a bit of like gory violence and like creepiness of the doll. You know, like sort of just like it's a bit sick, bit gross. Yeah, good fun. Something right up my alley that I will most definitely be watching sort of thing but yeah in terms of like a chucky type film with the technology stuff i'm not sure if it was the right direction but then if they're gonna do child's play again and we know it's going to get continued on the sci-fi channel right maybe going different on the big screen is the way to go instead of just two competing child plays yeah but Mark Hamill still still has me interested. It's sort of like if your your Google Assistant was a doll or Alexa was a doll or something like that. It's just it's, it's almost weird. something else, isn't it? Yeah, it becomes more than just a doll trying to kill you. It's like your whole house and all your appliances and uh, yeah, it's something different. I mean, it really is. I mean, that <laughs> sounds good, but it doesn't sound. It like does sound like Chucky, yeah. But it is, it is, <laughs> it is Charles It's Play. called Chucky. And we have a TV trailer for Swamp Thing. DC has unveiled the first look at Swamp Thing and recently announced that they're reducing the series episode count to 10. So it's now going to be 10 episodes. Nice and lean. There was a bit of back and forth where people thought the show was going to be cancelled, but they were just reducing the episodes. Why would people be thinking that? That's Because... New sites were saying that. <laughs> so Ooh, it led people to believe. It's on the internet. That, it's yeah, true. but then it, I think James Wan, who is a producer on the show, he came out and said, actually, we're just reducing the episode count. And if he had it his way, he would have liked even fewer episodes. Right. So maybe like eight, something like that. Fair enough. But we're going to get 10 one-hour episodes, which is 10 hours of content. From this teaser that we got, like, 
I mean, it looks kind of gross. There's a lot of... Horror. It is a full-on yeah. horror show. Like, messy. It and apparently messy. how they are playing Swamp Thing is neither good nor bad. He's just there. Just a being. You get in his way, thing. he's going to take you out, but sure. he's not going to be, like, actively playing a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's... Which he has been in the comics. You know, he's been played more of a hero type, whereas this is going more, I think, to the Alan Moore Swamp Thing from the 80s. Yeah, he's sort of like an element... In and amongst all these characters. He looks interesting. And James Wan attached as a producer. Yeah. The effects don't look too bad. I think I saw a bit of a blend of some practical. There was some CGI shots in there as well. But they didn't look awful. Especially for like... I mean, this is still TV. Even though it's streaming, it's it's, it's television. It's um, But the yeah, the CGI looks pretty decent. And Swamp Thing looks great. Now, I do know they have built that suit. Cool. But no doubt they're going to add some finishing touches. Sure, before just it's to gloss them up. But it looks good. It looks good. I mean, look at what DC have put out so far. We've got Titans, Young Justice. We've got the third season and Doom Patrol. And then Swamp Thing yeah. is next. Well, these these DC streaming shows like look like they're, they're turning out all right. Like... Critically, they seem to be the best received. Yeah. Which is funny because they're all very dark. The very <laughs> same thing that critics complain about. Of DC on the big screen. Yeah, it's like when it's on TV, it's different. The TV, it's fine. On the big screen, make it lighter. Well, Aquaman, Shazam, they've done that, haven't they? (laughs) And that's it for trailer talk. On to movie news. All right, we're starting off with a bit of uh, the Suicide Squad news. Um, And this story is about John Cena. He's in talks to join Margot Robbie and Idris Elba in James Gunn's sequel to Suicide Squad. Uh, Just another name, I guess, to add to it. Do we have any idea on the character... Peacemaker would be my top pick. He's essentially a mercenary, right up military Johnson. guy, guns. <laughs> Sounds that's, like that's who I think. Uh, I think Polka Dot Man. He's a character, but I can't see Cena playing that character. Uh, yeah, sounds like a John Cena type role. You know, we didn't report on it before, but it got announced that Idris Elba is no longer playing Deadshot. Did we not talk about? We that? did not. No, really? we missed that one. But yeah, so Will Smith is potentially still Deadshot in a later movie. And they will have Elba play a new character. I'm thinking maybe Bronze Tiger, who was played by oh. Michael J. White on Arrow. So that's really good. I mean, I think that, I guess the last time we did speak about the Idris Elba situation, we were saying just have him be a new character. That way, if it's a scheduling conflict or something, you can bring Will Smith back at some point. If they're keeping the continuity, which it pretty much seems they are doing, they're just changing directions and flavour. Yeah, keep it open for them. They're still being very confusing about that because this one hand they're like still I, saying it's a reboot. Like then I said, they're saying it's something new. But do you know what? Uh, James Gunn he posted a picture on Instagram of the front page of the script. I shit you not, Suicide Squad number two. <laughs> that is literally <laughs> the, the title on the script. I tell you. So I, at this point, I mean, come on, it is a sequel. As I said previously, they don't know what reboot means. <laughs> they just they yeah. It's a, like a kickstart, rejig or something, I don't know. Can you remember the $6 million man? Before my time, but I, I do know of him. The story is about a former astronaut turned secret agent with superhuman strength due to bionic implants. Back then, he was the $6 million man. Mm, Today, he is the $6 billion man. Ooh. We've got an actor, Mark Wahlberg. He's been attached for quite a while now, but the big news... The movie now has a director in Travis Knight. You may recognise him as the guy who directed Bumblebee. Okay. The good Transformers movie. I mean... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I stand by that movie. <laughs> yes. that, is, that is a good movie. 
But this, with it being the six billion dollar man, it's obviously a modern take. My like uh, the, the 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 concerns I guess I get from this my red flags. I go to the recent um, like RoboCop, you know, like an old premise, something that was cool. They you know they jazz it up, make it spick and shiny. But that was a movie first, wasn't it? So if we're thinking no, old true. TV shows that come to the big screen, Charlie's Angels, Star Mission Spoon Impossible, Hutch. stuff like oh, that. Oh, Mission Impossible. I mean, that's like, <laughs> done. They've done it. They've done the best version of <laughs> adapting an old TV show as a movie. Yeah. Star Spoon Hutch was a comedy. So all these other ones were comedies. Oh, well, the movies were comedies. and But the yeah, series yeah. were played straight. This, I can't see them doing as a comedy. We're talking about Cena for Suicide Squad. He'd make a pretty good Steve Austin. Yeah. I mean, million dollar man, wouldn't he? And I'm sure Mark Wahlberg's going to be fine. If you could choose between the yeah, two. Yeah, I'd probably go Cena. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about Cena again in a bit. So, Oh, ne- next, actually. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Cena some more. Fast and Furious 9. Um, you guessed that John Cena has joined the cast of the movie. So we're just so we're talking about three movies in a row. Each one we've mentioned Cena, and he's only in two of them. I mean... You're a fan. Oh, I guess <laughs> I guess I am. I didn't realise how much of a fan I was until this podcast. When I first heard this, I thought they were saying that Cena was joining the cast of Hobbs and Shaw, which, which is already pretty crowded. You've got Johnson, and I Statham, feel like that Elba. movie's like done, isn't it? Like, isn't it ready to go? It or pretty not? much is done, but there's a rumour that Keanu Reeves is going to be in it, playing a substantial part. Bloody hell. But that's not confirmed. <laughs> but it's pretty cool how they announced that Cena was going to be in Fast 9. Vin Diesel, you know, being his own mm. PR machine again, he's on Instagram <laughs> and he's just talking up, you know, someone joining the cast of the movie. Like, who is it? But the person who stood out a shot and it's Cena who slowly comes into shot. Mm. And there we have it. So Confirmed. eventually you could see... Nah, there was a joke there, but I could... Eventually you could see him. Seen him. Seen yeah. him? You can't see him? I don't no. know. Nah. No. Bond 25, let's, um, let's move <laughs> away from the Fast franchise. It's official... Uh, Rami Malek has joined the cast of the 25th Bond movie that still doesn't have a title. A couple of days ago, big announcement, and they were going through all these things to do with Bond, but all they were really doing was just telling you who's in it, Yeah. and most of them were returning. Yeah. And then just confirmed Malek, who we all kind of thought was in it anyway. But it's official. So they put that out, they live-streamed it, it was an event they had online, and then after that, they gave out some actual news. And within that was a synopsis. Oh. Recruited to rescue a kidnapped scientist, globe-trotting spy James Bond finds himself hot on the trail of a mysterious villain who's armed with a dangerous new technology. That sounds like every Bond film ever. A really sharp hat. Yeah. <laughs> sharp teeth. <laughs> sharp teeth. I really hope that this is going to be a fantastic movie. One, because I want to see a fantastic movie, but two, it's Craig's last. Moonraker. they got to take Daniel Craig into space. Oh, it didn't work no, out I don't too know. well, did it? No, I don't did know. did not work out too well. And we've got a re- release date as well. It's set to debut in April 2020, next year. Golden Gun? Hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like all those... They haven't really done anything too like crazy with the Craig films yet. Like They've all been pretty... I did hear as well with this one that it starts with Bond on holiday and he's retired. 
I don't know how I feel about it. Has that, that been like every Daniel Craig movie though, except the first? I mean, except the for first one They've was all been like... Uh, the first an orange. The first one was an origin. <laughs> it was an origin story. It first the second one was like a revenge. To kill, and it wasn't very good. And then, as we've got Skyfall. What was the last one? I was pretty sure like he retired after Skyfall, didn't he? And then... Um, I'm, why, I'm blank. Oh, Spectre. Spectre, yeah. yeah. That's it. No, I don't know. But he's got one more Bond film in him. I mean, I know he's he's not a young man, but I, I don't know. He, he just seems too soon for him to retire and have that be his last Bond film. But no doubt he'll, he's coming out of retirement. He's going to kill some people and, <laughs> and you know, say Bond, James Bond at some point. <laughs> and he'll say Bond. Yeah. Like someone will just ask him, like, whoa, who are you? And he'll just be like, Bond. <laughs> you know, won't even you say go, the line. If you go back and watch Doctor No, it actually makes perfect sense why he would introduce himself as Bond, James Bond. Because somebody says, you know, asking him who he is, and they say Mr. and he says Bond, James Bond. Makes perfect sense. Right, so every other All time. All the other times, he's just gone surname, forename, surname. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. But that very first time, and somebody right. in the studio was like, ooh, I like that. Let's go with it. But it's like, oh, so Mr. and he's filling in the gaps. Oh, very nice. Let's move on to Rugrats, because um, that's why I'm here. Uh, Paramount has hired David Bowers as the director of its upcoming live-action CG Rugrats movie. Holy shit. Uh, Bowers directed the second, third, and fourth Diary of a Wimpy Kids movies, if you didn't know. He also directed the animated movies Astro Boy and Flushed Away. Um, so he's all about the CGI. He's got that under wraps. You know what Rugrats is, right? For the people at home, first aired in 1991, had nine seasons, 176 episodes. Um, you got the adventures of the toddlers, the babies, Tommy, Chucky, the twins, Phil and Lil, and, of course, Angelica. Um, and then there were more along the lines. Uh, we've had two movies already. Um, the Rugrats movie and I think the one where they went to Paris. And I think they also have they a... They did a crossover, didn't with they? With the like, wild thornberries. Go wild yeah, or something. Yeah, with the wild thornberries. Oh, Eliza. Um, As a kid, I loved watching Rugrats. I'll you know, still watch it now, man. I'll you know the guy that did the Rugrats theme? is the composer on Thor Ragnarok. Insane stuff. Wow. He also did Happy Gilmore. Wow. His name's Mark Mothersbrough or Mothersbrough. That's really cool. But yeah, Rugrats, great. And I remember, like, as a kid, like, saying to a mate, you know, it'd be really good mm. if they did, like, a Rugrats spin off, you know, where they were all grown up. And then they did that. Yeah, but they did it, like, years and years after we talked about it. Oh. But you, you, it was your idea. But I always thought that'd be a good <laughs> idea. And then the show happened and I never watched it. It was. It, no, was, it, it, it wasn't happened after my time. I think the appeal of Rugrats was the fact that they were babies and all that. Like, yeah, when they did have the grown-up show, it was. Ah, well, now it's just a show about teenagers. You know, all the or babies, or like the cast, were all voiced by women. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, it's it's a quirky show. If you go back to Nicktoons in the nineties, they had some weird stuff. <laughs> Some really good stuff, but it was just weird. Yeah. Ah, the Rugrats is always a good thing. I think the last time we spoke about Rugrats on this show was probably a, a year or so ago. I think that was I thought talk- this was the first time. I think they were talking about a revival. It was something about Nickelodeon or something and bringing back those 90s shows That's as right. TV, yeah. those new TV series. And Rugrats was one of the things, but I guess nothing's come of that. It's been a year or so since we spoke about it. But what they're doing here is a live action CG. We're getting Sonic the Hedgehog, the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu. 
So it's, I think we're going to get a lot of them. This is so, going to be the thing, isn't it? Yeah, so well, what would be CG in this movie? Spike, the dog? Maybe the babies. I don't know. Maybe like, would like that be... CGI babies in the real world. Oh, do you know what that's making me think of? I think it's going to be babies. Son of the you know? Mask. Oh, it's making me think of that dancing baby from Ali McBeal. That pretty much that pretty much looks that, yeah, the that baby pretty much son of the mask. mask. <laughs> yeah, baby eats CG babies in the real world. Do you know what I'd, I'd rather I think that's what they're gonna do, you know? I think I would rather just a full CG movie. Like it's completely animated, but CG as opposed to the two D I think it's animation. You know, like look who's talking, I think it's gonna be like a baby's face like, <laughs> mapped onto a CGI baby's head. It's gonna be weird. Are we freaking out already? I don't know if I want it anymore. I'm freaking I'm a bit scared. Yeah, it's going weird, isn't it? But it's happening. Death on the Nile. We've got some casting news. So this is, of course, the sequel or the follow-up to... What was it? Murder on the Orient Express. You know, I watched that recently. You enjoyed it? Ah. All right. It's so slow. Yeah, but... And then, you know... But it's fun, isn't it? But... I don't know. Bit I of a really, cop-out ending. You know what? I didn't really... Don't it, I but... didn't really. I didn't really like it, to be honest. Oh. I find it just... It just dragged, but it very much played... Like they used to. Yeah. So by making an Agatha Christie movie like back then, but today, they absolutely nailed it. But you know, normally when you get into the third act and like you get a bit of action, well, just like in those old movies, it's Praro just telling people how smart he is and like just solving the crime. <laughs> Everybody sits down in a line. Spoilers. I won't tell you who the killer is, but he'll just like go but one by one and yep. just... Tell everyone how smart he is. That's it. But anyway, we're getting Death on the Nile. So we've got some <laughs> casting news. Poirot's back. So Kenneth Branagh is back as Poirot. We have Letitia Wright. She will be starring alongside Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, and Cody Comer. So there we go. Cool. So no returning uh, faces from that first movie, which makes... Because they're potentially all dead. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> but they're not, though. Wait, I'm not spoiling it. Like, I'm we, not spoiling Can we watch different movies? <laughs> but the whole point is that Proro is back, and that's like the whole thing, isn't right. it? Will so, he get his bagel? So Brano will, will be back. I mean, he just wanted a vacation. That's all he wanted in that a movie. vacation and a bagel, and he got roped into some but shit. But I guess that movie did well enough, but that movie did have bigger stars than what this movie has, but yeah. maybe they've just not announced them yet. Yeah, I mean, I think what it really was was just like an excuse to get a whole bunch of big stars together, a bit of Hollywood glamour on a location. Like, imagine it's just like, come on, everybody, here's the soundstage, let's make a movie. Let's do it. Put some names on the poster. But you obviously liked it more than I did. I enjoyed it. It was nice. (laughs) Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's in talks to star in Guillermo del Toro's next movie, which will be called Nightmare Alley. So good pairing. I don't need to know anything more than that, which is fortunate because we know you? nothing else. <laughs> I was like, do you That's know That's all we know. That's all I've got. Director, actor, I'm in. Salem's Lot. James Wan and the It writer Gary Dauberman are teaming up to adapt Stephen King's vampire novel, Salem's Lot. Okay, so James Wan is a, is a tick for me. Okay. The fact that we've actually got a, an It writer coming on board, that's also comforting. Obviously, Two ticks. Coming off, um, I guess, other Stephen King adaptions. Like Pet Cemetery. Yeah, like that one. I no longer go, oh, automatically I'm excited about a Stephen King adaptation. But this could work. My interest wasn't automatic until it, chapter one. You thought that that's it? But we, that's what did it. But yeah, we thought that after that, like, you know, 
it was Stephen Stephen King has arrived. Yes. all his movies are going to be great, even um, though he writes the novels. <laughs> and then they are adapted by <laughs> other people. But it's like, yes, he's here on the big screen. He's got it. He's got Castle Rock it, on the, the small screen. The stories are there. Pet Cemetery's on its way, and then it came and went. But Salem's Lot, the novel is notable in that it was King's second published novel following 1974's Carrie and arrived on bookshelves two years before 1977's The Shining. So this is early Stephen King. And I've not actually seen the original movie Salem's Lot. I just know it's got a bald vampire. Have you seen Carrie? Carrie? Of course, yeah. And And the the, the new one? Oh, the new one. Yes, that wasn't necessary at all. Will you be watching the um, what's it the the, the sleep doctor whatever the, the oh yeah sequel the sequel to, the shining. to yeah the shining series yeah. Danny is it Torrance Danny Torrance yeah all grown up played by Ewan McGregor yeah yeah of course okay cool that one might be alright but that doesn't have me excited like say it chapter two does. right of course yeah and even Pet Cemetery I was pretty into watching that and then it we did a review it's <laughs> what it was you yeah. can hear what we think. And that's it for movie news. Straight on to TV news. We're going to start with WandaVision. Wonder, WandaVision. <laughs> Wonder, WandaVision. Still a shit title. Man, I hope they bring opening credits in for that. And and, that's, and have that. And that's what they do. Just... I mean, admittedly, I stole that from Chucklevision. An old <laughs> okay. English show. <laughs> I, it's, it's a kid's show. The Chuckle Brothers. Uh, we've got to be really careful with how we address this story. I don't we, think we do. I don't know. We know things about Endgame. Yeah, People but I don't not. think that's... Anything to do with this. All right. Well, okay. So Elizabeth Olsen has revealed new details about the upcoming Marvel series, WandaVision. Um, and she's confirmed that the show will be set in the 1950s. And that's it. That's all she's said. I didn't expect this. Well, we don't really know they're... what they're doing with the Disney Plus Marvel right, series, yeah. do we? But, I mean, she wasn't born. Nope, in that time. Vision was not born in that time. And we don't want to speak to Endgame in any way. But is there a possibility that she slash they, because obviously villains, visions along for the ride, they end up in 1950? We don't know what this is. This, <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what this could be? This could be like the, the final thoughts of Vision... Can we give spoilers for Infinity War? That happened last year. We know that Vision is no longer okay, with us. Yeah, I think we Maybe can do that. before Vision shuts down, the last things he the last thing he sees is this Wonder Vision TV series. And it's what? all in his mind. What? Never actually happened. Wow. All a dream. I don't know what this could be. I don't know. No idea. Very but we know good. the cast is back. But yeah. this was just something that Olsen let slip what's been interviewed as part of something else. No. Oh, yeah, you know, we've got a script. It's set in the 50s. Da, 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 da. Oh, so she's stuffed up. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I don't feel as though we're spoiling anything about anything. Because we're talking about a character that we know is no longer with us off the back of Infinity War, and we've said nothing else about Endgame. I feel like I'm trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> we've spoiled nothing. Move on. <laughs> but if you like the X Men TV series Gifted, we're going to spoil this. It's done. Ended. We're not spoiling it. We're just two seasons. Or if you don't, know, if you don't know this and you're hearing this for the first time and you like the show, yeah. So you're spoiling, spoiling it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's gone. It's done. I didn't get into the second season. I've I struggled through season one to be honest. Yep, I was the same. It's an X Men show without X Men. Yep, essentially fantastic. Well, not fantastic. 
occasionally they'll mention it. I know that in season two, Polaris, she has the green headband, which is from the comics. That's all we got, really. Yeah. Yeah, gifted. Done. What Two fun. seasons, and then we're going to get three seasons of Legion. And that's it. The X-Men shows are done on TV. That's it. Uh, we've got a new Star Trek CG animated series centred on lawless teams. Uh, it's coming in uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, this is not to be confused with the animated Star Trek comedy series from Rick and Morty writer Mike McMahon. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Is that the, is that the series? Yes, that's the one that's aimed at yeah. mature audiences. So not so to be confused with that one. Two Star Trek cartoons, one for kids, one for adults. So this Nickelodeon one obviously is the kids one. I'm surprised we're getting even one animated Star Trek series, yeah, never mind two. But Nickelodeon is owned by Paramount, isn't it? And Paramount is oh, the home sense, of yeah. Star Trek. So yeah, it does make sense that that's where they'd put it. So yes, essentially a Star Trek kids show. CG, where I think it's going to be traditional 2D for the adult one. Which, yeah, I guess that would blend in more with that, that old Star Trek the Animated Series from back in the day. 1973? Whoa. I want to say. What? <laughs> I may have some trivia <laughs> on hey. that series later on in the show. Uh, Halo, the computer game. Never played it, but it's it's a thing. Xbox. I had Nintendo. <laughs> Pablo Schreiber, he's from the show that you like, Orange is the New Black. And he's done something else worth noting, but I'm blanking. I could guess who he is. Is a bloke in that. Well, he's going to be playing Master Chief. This is the live-action Halo series coming to Showtime. Okay. Didn't know until now that you wasn't a Halo guy, because I know that I'm not. So, um, next story, maybe? I'm a Nintendo guy, yeah, and I have I a PlayStation. Know, but I thought you might have Haloed. Did they say that? <laughs> I thought you might have played <laughs> some Halo. Did the kids say? <laughs> the kids say? Done a bit of Halo? Anyway, uh, Mike Myers. He's got a new series, untitled as of yet. Six episodes on Netflix comedy series. Are we excited? Yeah. Yeah. I like wow. Mike Myers. When he's, <laughs> when he's good. When he's <laughs> good. When he's not being the love guru. That I was going to say. Love guru. <laughs> best Mike Myers movie ever. Um, there's few details uh, known about the project at the moment, but Myers will play multiple characters as he does. It's his thing. Um, of course, he's done it before. He's played several roles in like Austin Powers and So I Married an Axe Murderer. I hope this is good. So I Married an Axe Murderer. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's so good because he plays very classic. Very classic. He, he, yeah, cause he plays the main guy in that, and then he also plays the main guy's dad. <laughs> and he's always telling his other son to get his big head out of the way of the TV. <laughs> Boy, head move! I can't do a Scottish accent, <laughs> but anyway, terrible. But that's uh, that's a good movie. So yeah, okay. So six episodes, maybe what half hour? Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. We've already got some stuff. Well, we'll so get a second season. Let's give it a watch. It'd be good to see. Mike Myers again. I mean, he had the bit part in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But outside of that, I've just not really seen him. He's like, what has he been doing, really? And he's good. Like, he is, like, really funny. Mm. So, yeah, I've got I'm hoping this is good because if this is rubbish, it'll just make me want Austin Powers for even more. I don't or, need more. Or of that. Shrek 5. Don't need more of that either. <laughs> Give me something new, Mike. <laughs> you know what? Netflix gave and they took it away. Santa Clarita Diet oh, cancelled. Bastards. <laughs> I love that show. And I watched an episode last night. I'm still working my way through 
season three. We're fine. So now we know that's going to be the final season. Season three only just sort of came um, out a couple it? of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, about so, a month. yeah. But it's a show that my wife and I just love. So we just don't want to binge it. We like to to pace ourselves. But now knowing that we're working our way towards the finale, I think we've got uh, three, maybe four episodes left. But knowing that they didn't know they were going to get cancelled, the show's not going to end, which I'm a bit disappointed about. And Netflix is the place that if something gets cancelled on another station or streaming service, people say, oh, Netflix, they'll pick it up. Yeah, so if Netflix now, cancels it. When Netflix like, cancels it, who barrel. does it? <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney. Maybe Disney will just start buying the cancelled Netflix shows. Yeah, checking on Hulu. This is a great show. If you're not familiar, uh, Santa Clarita Diet, we've talked about it numerous times on the podcast before. You've got Drew Barrymore's character. Uh, she eats something off. She becomes a zombie. And then it's her and her husband and hijinks and gore. It's it's a really, really good show. I'm I'm really disappointed. And we often put things on Facebook, like, you know, we'll comment on news stories or put trailers up and things like that. And... We got a big response to Santa Clarita Diet. Like, I'm not alone in this. Like, a lot of people are disappointed that the show's going. It is a fantastic show. Without fail, I will laugh out loud at least once in every episode. Good enough for it me. It is just such a good show. Damn. Done. And on that, recommend. <laughs> what do you want to recommend? <laughs> so this is a unique one uh, from me. It's, it's a new show. It's a remake of an old show. It's The Twilight Zone. Put it out there. I'm recommending it based on the six episodes out so far. Oh, you're recommending The Twilight Zone? Yeah. Are you? Yes. Huh? A new series. Okay. So based on a couple of the episodes... Not the first two. <laughs> Surely. They were the stronger ones, actually. <laughs> oh, they're the stronger ones? They're the stronger ones. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, compared to the last... The, the, the third, fourth, <laughs> and fifth one. I think maybe there's only five episodes so far. But anyway... It's a show that I think has a lot of promise, so I'm recommending it because I think checking out and forming your own opinion of them. You got Jordan Peele attached as producer, and he, he he's narrating. You know, he takes that Rod yeah, Sterling role. Yeah, it's at the beginning. It's really the cool. End. It's just it's cool seeing you know like the old sort of title card. It's sort of remade, but it's like the same. There's good stuff here, and I'm hoping for some really quality episodes because the production and the performance and stuff that are in there. There's something really amazing about this show but a couple of the episodes have been a little bit <laughs> been a little bit preachy they've been it a little bit there's like an agenda you're, you're recommending what this show could be uh, well, <laughs> you're, be you're recommending because the of, potential because of what the show is you know like every episode is something different it does have that potential to be amazing and so far I've had two good episodes and three duds I've not got that yet I've just yeah. I've seen the the comedian one, the stand-up comic, the first one. Adam Scott. Yeah, I really liked Seen that, that one. one. Oh, I, did wanted, you? I wanted that one to keep going. I was like, oh, did oh, you? it was too short. I was like, I really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Get freaky. Twilight Zone, the new <laughs> Twilight Zone. Yeah, I'm, I'm still... I will watch it. <laughs> I've done two so far. On your recommendation of the show's potential, I will go back and watch some more. Hmm. You, you do realise that we... <laughs> You know, towards the end of the movie show, we always say, okay, so what, what are you going to recommend? What are you going to recommend? When we first started doing recommends, we'd actually say what we're actually doing. That we're going to recommend something, either something that we've watched, something we've read. 
just generally recommend something to each other and the people listening. And for the longest time now, we've just said one word, recommend, and then just started talking about something. <laughs> and each time we do it, I'm thinking, maybe we should actually say what we're doing. But that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm we very used to, We used to always like go into the recommend section by saying what it is we're actually doing. But anyway. Oh, like I recommend... Now. Yeah. Okay, so we've just done it. <laughs> but now we're up to the recommend <laughs> section. I'm going to recommend uh, some comic books. Oh, comic books. Comic books. Ghostbusters 35th anniversary. Throughout the month of April, IDW Publishing released a new one-shot Ghostbusters adventure each week. Each issue features one of the four different iterations of the teams. So this is week four now, so I've had all four issues. There's the original Ghostbusters team from the 84 film and the 89 sequel, the real Ghostbusters from the animated series, the extreme Ghostbusters from the late 90s, and the all-female roster from Ghostbusters Answer the Call. This is the first time that they've ever published anywhere an extreme Ghostbusters comic. They were a lot of fun. They're in no way related to each other other than celebrating the 35th anniversary. One shots, they're a lot of fun, and no doubt they'll collect them as a trade. But as you know, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I was looking forward to this little mini event, and each comic had its own tone and obviously cast their characters. They had different writers, artists on each book. Um, yeah, lots of lot of fun. Now we have some trivia. As mentioned earlier, Star Trek: The Animated Series, or referred to as Star Trek. Just like the live action oh, show. Yeah, sure. This was an animated series that ran from 1973 until 1975. I wouldn't have been able to pull that year out <laughs> if I'd not read it <laughs> I <earlier>. was amazed. <laughs> I should have left it. Okay, here's the trivia. Originally, the series was not going to include George Takai, Walter Keening and Nichelle Nichols due to budget considerations. However, when Leonard Nimoy learned about this, he refused to join the cast unless his friends were included. Rather than lose the most popular cast member, Filmation agreed to sign on to Kai and Nichols. Oh my. That's um, yeah, pretty cool. cool, isn't it? Yeah. You may have noticed that I didn't mention Walter. Oh, didn't yeah, get him. They still couldn't afford him. But, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because he was expensive, I guess. They'd already spent all <laughs> the budget on the, on the cast they had. But he did provide the script for an episode, The Infinite Vulcan. Oh, so he still had a bit of involvement. He played a part in it. Now, I think his involvement is really big in itself. Now, on to my second bit of Star Trek trivia for the animated series. He did write that episode. It's the first time ever that an actor associated with Star Trek would do anything on the show other than act. Since then, we've had uh, Star Trek actors writing films, novels, comic books, even directing some episodes of the series. But that was the first time. So way back wow. in 73, Walter was the first cast member to do anything other than act. There you go. There we go. Bit of Star Trek trivia. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. And don't forget our new website, thatfilmstreetpodcast.com. 
If you haven't already, make sure you check out our recent reviews of Hellboy and The Curse of the Weeping Woman. It's only days away. I've watched it. Luke's watched it. It's in cinemas across the world. It's already made over a billion dollars over just mere days. Avengers Endgame, our review, is up next. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon. <laughs>